My name is Brianna, and I welcome you to the Tales of Adventure, a D&D podcast like no other. This is Joel Arnold. I play Juno Greenpoint on the podcast D&D&D, which stands for Dinner and Dungeons and Dragons. It's an actual play podcast where we create a story together, as as, as always the case, but it's tied into the food that our DM slash chef makes us every week. It's themed to the action. A friend over there tells me that you're good friends with the new leader of the Thieves' Guild. Oh, yes. Uh, hello. One could say that. I mean, we we were maybe maybe going to be a thing at one point, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, we're, we're at least friends. We're, we're team members. Hello. Who, who are you? My name is Esther. I'm friends with many in this area. Oh, uh, I see. I, I am also known in the area, but I do not know many people actually from here. Hi, I'm Juno, Juno Greenpoint. It's a pleasure to meet you. What brings you here? Well, right now, a, a glass of milk, because I... Do you know when you just need a glass of milk? You must know. Milk is not my preferred beverage, but there are some days. I'm more of a mead person myself. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what they say about mead. Uh, you make a ass out of mead and you. I, I'm just kidding. I don't know. That's a phrase. But yeah, I don't have much experience with mead. Milks, milks from my homeland. I really just am fond of it. And I'm about to go on a journey where there won't be any milk for days, weeks. So I'm a little nervous about that. But uh, just trying to savor this cup here. Here I was thinking my friends were messing with me when they told me about that, but no, for once in their life they weren't. No, it's a normal reaction. A lot of people, when I when I ordered from Chet, the bartender over there, he he looked at me. I I I see the looks when I order milk, but I don't care. It's from my homeland, the the kingdom of Brixen, which probably you haven't heard of. You know, was taken over by orcs, and and it's my people are gone. It, it's very sad. That was very tragic, indeed. Oh, you've heard. That's at least nice. It's nice when people have heard and you have to tell the whole full tale of destruction. Unfortunately, I was not aware of the situation until it was too late to do anything about it. Thank you. Not many people helped. People were like, hey, oh, the milk people are under attack. Oh, you know, cry over spilled milk. And then they laughed and didn't do anything. I was able to set up some help in some places of refuge for the, the, those survivors who had nowhere else to go. I think they're doing pretty well now. Thank you so much. Refugees are few and far between from Brixen, and and I, I thank you for your service. Isra. I Isra. You were correct the first time. Hmm. By the way, if you want any milk, this is good milk. 
They've gotten good milk in here since I requested it. It's not goats anymore. It's cow. It's cow milk. I will keep that in mind. So how are you able to survive what happened to your homeland? Oh, it's a, it's a dark tale. You know, lost my wife, lost my son, lost my parents. It really was horrific. And then I just sort of went into a blind rage for about 15 years where I, you know, I'd been a soldier before and I became a ranger where I was just gleefully hunting down orc parties who had either directly, you know, were engaged in the, the killing of my people or or maybe just like ba- bad orcs in general. I've kind of come around to the idea that maybe that was a little bit racist recently where I just would be hunting orcs and can't judge a book by their orc covers. So a little bit ashamed of that, but uh, yeah, I would be hunting orcs for about 15 years and in between there also just kind of roving the lands and spreading the word of of good milk and throwing off the yoke of the oppressor. A very interesting message to spread, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great protein, and sometimes it's just talking about more dairy expressions people could use. You know, like, where's the cheese? And you're like, what's what's the deal? Who's, Who's the big kahuna around here? And people need to know that you can do that with words. That's what they do. So what happened once you calmed down? Did you maybe find another cause to champion or what? Oh, yeah. Lately, yeah. Basically, what happened was I I met my friends. We are actually somewhat local heroes here in Night's Pass. You may have heard of a group who went and saved one of the protective beacons who was coincidentally under attack by orcs. And I, I, I got really conflicted actually because I realized that they're they're people just like us, and that was that was tough to be reconciling the morality of everyone having inherent value versus orcs are attacking this beacon that, if it falls, could have destroyed Night's Pass. But hey, we saved the day, and now we're enjoying the the fruits of our labor, which is apparently more quests. Once you get a one quest done, you gotta go on more and maybe not get super rewarded for it, as I found out from the head of Night's Pass. He promised us a favor and didn't deliver on the favor. Welcome to the Laughing of an Adventure. It's never as glorious as you think it will be, and once you get started, it never ends. So true. So true. You know, I- I've been thinking lately that maybe I could put down roots instead. I had this wild dream that was given to me by my god, the great heifer, and it inspired me to kind of go back and take up the ancient religion of my of my people. And I want to care more for the, the least of us. So I, I know there's a significant homeless population here in Night's Pass. Lately, I've been thinking, what if I stayed behind and, and just tried to help folk and gave up adventure? That's an adventure of its own, I would assume. Also, it'll be much easier to help those people if you have money with which to provide them the necessities they need to survive. That is true. And adventuring does bring in treasure if you do it right. And unfortunately, I recently went 
I mean, I guess fortunately too. I recently went in on a pretty big purchase with my team. We bought a mansion. It feels weird to say because I'm used to sleeping under trees and and on roots and and now yeah we have we we have a mansion in a fancy district. Oh, so you bought that mansion? I was wondering. Yes, yes. Uh, the one that was set ablaze. The, the old Breverisk mansion, uh, it had significant fire damage, so we were able to negotiate down a pretty good rate. I say I'm familiar with what happened to it. If you ever encountered any issues with haunting, don't worry. Just let someone from the Thieves Guild know. They will know who to contact. It will get taken care of. Oh, fantastic. Because, yeah, I think some pretty bad stuff happened there. You know, we, we went down to our, our basement, checked things out, and there was looked like a, a, a dungeon and not like a fun kind that you could have in your basement. It looked like a real, actual bad dungeon. So, yeah, we might need to de- de-haunt it a bit. A bit, but everything should be pretty well contained. But if something comes up, they'll know who to contact. Okay. Okay. You, 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 I usually don't talk to a lot of people. You're certainly, you're certainly quite good at, at putting someone at ease. Anyone ever tell you that? I've been around a lot, and when you've been around a lot, you pick up different things, including how to better communicate with people, which I think I might need a little more alcohol to be able to do that today. Chet, Chet, t- two, two milks and whatever, whatever drink for Isra. Is, Isra. That's enough. But so, but in your travels, have you been anywhere recently? Uh, have you been to to Tallinn or or over to? You ever been to Oyakoto? They got a lot of ghosts there. Apparently, we're gonna go to a ghost place. I have not yet, but it is definitely somewhere I plan to go in the future. What brings you there? Well, I can't say too much because it's sort of a secret mission from the the higher ups of Knights Pass from. Nils Hoskendauer, of course, and, and Lady Cathiria. Uh Nils and I are, are, are good friends, of, of course. Nils and Juno Greenpoint, good friends. But we are going there to try and find some knowledge related to a disappearance many years ago. And we're on the hunt for some artifacts. Oyakoto is rich with artifacts of ancient origins, so we might find some things there that can, you know, help us on our quests and also maybe fetch a price, since you're absolutely right. Uh, riches can be used to advance social good, so maybe if I can find some there, I can help the people in the, in the slums of this city. That is very true. You need to be careful, though. Some of those... Relics and the artifacts that are lost were lost for a reason. Well, that's a good point. I don't have much experience, you know, going and, and ro- robbing graves or or historical sites. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to uh, get into a, a situation where I have to say, where's the beef? And turns out it's me and I'm the beef and the beef is spoiled. That would be a rather unfortunate situation. You wouldn't happen to be traveling with anyone who's familiar with such things, would you? Well, we do we do have a ghost with us recently. We, we, we got a ghost. My friend Zabbis. Zabbis is a sorcerer. And he 
met a ghost named Marta over in in Talon, where they, you know, they're a, they're a militaristic culture, and we met Marta, who is a, or I guess was a soldier from you know hundreds of years ago, but now she's a ghost and she lives in my friend's bone staff. So you know, I imagine when we come across some ghosts that Marta could maybe talk to them and say, "Oh, these guys are cool. They." You know, let him pass, let him pass through. But M- Marta might be also too soft for her own good. She seems really nice. Nice ghost. It's not something you see every day, but I guess she probably had a friendly disposition in life as well. Yeah. Having a ghost for a friend can be very useful. I can't say I've ever quite managed that, but I have made acquaintances with them. Oh, yeah, you've you've met ghosts? Oh, what have your ghost experiences been like? Um, they're most, mostly haven't been super trusting, which I can understand, because their deaths were not pleasant, and their experiences with other humans or living beings were not pleasant, but in most situations we had a common enemy. So we were able to reach a sort of understanding, and then we parted ways. That seems good. Yeah, I guess I guess we got really lucky because you imagine that if there's someone who's passed on, but their spirit hasn't, that they've got unfinished business, and usually that I might have to do with some sort of unjust or uh, unexpected or really grisly death. So... I guess we got lucky with Marta that she could just, you know, milk under the bridge, say it's cool. At least for now. Hopefully there's nothing more going on there. Yeah, that's true. We don't we don't really know anything about Marta. She just got this, this very melodious voice. And yeah, I'm not saying it's a magical voice, but it's very easy to trust. Hopefully there is nothing nefarious to it, but I'm more inclined to be gay cautious than most that's a very good point yeah if anything i would be more concerned about her uh, uh, owner or maybe that's the wrong terminology my friend zabbis uh zabbis is uh, a lot we've had a few accidents with his wild magic when it's gotten a little bit out of control Uh, people have died wild magic is a scary thing indeed to deal with yeah keep it on the dl yeah, oh yeah, uh, we accidentally, I mean, well, uh, okay, don't tell anyone, but we accidentally killed seven people when the wild magic got a little bit out of control, and it actually created the fireball that was in the mansion that we now own. I mean, this it was unintentional that it happened, and then sort of a happy accident that we bought the place, but let it be known, we did not torch that place to buy it at a reduced rate. Of course, you would never. It has all the appearances that we definitely did, but we did not. I will swear upon the great heifer. I'll take your word for that for now, but definitely keep in mind what I said about the getting rid of the spirits. They might be more than happy with you given that situation. Or at least some of the newer ones, the older ones. As long as I stay where you should be fine. Okay, okay. Hey, what... The, the guy who owned the house before, he was a bad, he was a bad dude. Uh, he had a really uh, strange name. It's like something brec- uh, breakfast, breverisk. He turned into bats and flew away 
when we confronted him. Any any encounters with any people who turn into bats? Yes, it's been some time, but definitely be grateful that he fled. He'd stay the fire that never ends. We actually saw him again later in a, in a different place, but we I think we... No, oh, no, I was going to say we killed him, but no, I forgot. We got him in a block of ice, but then he turned into bats again once it melted. So I guess we could theoretically see him again and maybe try and kill the bats this time. So it might be helpful if you have anyone who has more of a divine persuasion. Have them focus their attacks on the bats. Could prove more effective. Oh, that's a good point. Hey, that's me now. Because I'm trying to become what is known in my culture as a cow boss, which is like a priest, but for the great heifer. And I also have a friend, my friend Zabbis again. He's taken to serving the the one who bestows uh, deliciousness, the goat. If you've ever heard of the goat, the G, the greatest of all time, and also a goat. Yes, I have. There are some very odd deities in this area. Yeah, it's 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 not all just cows, which is not what I was used to. They've got all kinds of things. Beauty is coming, a wide variety. Do you serve any gods? Not so much, though I do have an understanding with some of them. And there are some who, if they call and need my help with anything, I will help them. Oh, that's a nice relationship, sort of just like freelance being a devotee. It's a very good way of putting it. I might have to keep that in mind. It's good to have friends. You know, the, the cheese stands alone, but it's probably better with some brie, you know, brie and, and, and melon or some prosciutto. Yeah, you just put your cheese with things when you eat it. It does make the eating of it much more enjoyable. Yeah, man, I hope they have, if there's no milk, I hope there's at least cheese on this voyage. Like, do pirate ships have cheese, do you know? Sometimes they do have cheese. It's not typically the more flavorful cheeses. It's the stuff that's hardier and will last longer on the open seas. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I, I I can't imagine anyone traveling anywhere without some cheese. Everybody needs cheese, so hopefully these pirates are good at taking cheese with them like everyone should. Do you have cheese on you right now? Uh, no. I threw some merchants on the street when I was walking and they picked my pocket. I didn't feel like fighting them for it. They probably needed it more than I do. Oh, that's very nice of you. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a whole problem in Night's Pass with homelessness and, and orphans on the street. Oh, oh god, the orphans. Back when we were in Night's Pass the first time before... Me and my team were recruited to go and save this beacon. We actually caught on to a, a case of orphans going missing, and we tracked where the kids on the streets were being taken to, and it, it got real dark. It got it got dark. There was child death. The very tragic indeed. What was taking them? Oh, boy. Uh, it, well, let me ask you this. Is this your first visit to Night's Pass, or have you been here before? I've been here before. It's been some time, but as I said, I'm familiar with most of the people in the Thieves' Guild here. 
As well as with the old master, the old leader of the Thieves Guild. Oh, you knew Jason Schoen, who I once punched in the face. Yes, I did, and knowing him, he probably deserved that, but also probably did not take it well. Oh, bo both were true, I think. Uh, he, well, oh, yeah, he. so he's recently died, of, of course, not trying to speak ill of the dead, especially because my other friend, the new head of the Thieves' Guild, my friend Marjorin, who's kind of like an old grandma with candy in her pockets, but she'll also, you know, Naruto run around and... and slip people's Achilles heels with knives. Uh, yeah, she fell in love with Jason, and even though I was like, okay, he, he can die at sea when he was actually turned into a monster by some, some bad magic, she was very distraught. It, it was a sad day. It was a terrible way to go. Oh yeah, he was like bleeding and stuff, and, and I even felt bad because, you know, he's sort of a, a, a smarmy, charismatic Jeff Goldblum type when not under a curse, but he, yeah, he he was just pleading for his life, and then yeah, gave over the thieves guild to my friend. But yeah, we're we're trying to take down the people who did that. These uh, agents of the Ombra Coast Trading Company, we think. Hmm, I've always wondered about that group. Never, I haven't found anything concrete yet, but yeah, I've they seem I've only heard bad things. Exactly. We, we, I recently had some, uh, you know, they also just like are a trading company. So I had some of their flour for baking. It, it was fine. Nothing wrong with it. But, you know, if, if they're going around killing heads that's of these guilds, that's bad. Definitely worth putting, keeping some more eyes on it. I've already got a few, but I have more people in the area that I can pull in for that. Yes, that would be good. And also, oh yeah, the kids, the kids, right, the kids. Uh, yeah, they were being taken. I thought at first Jason was recruiting them into the Thieves' Guild. But nope, they were being taken by a local butcher. And this is why I asked if you'd been here before. Just just in case you'd been and had gotten any meats from the butchery that's over down by uh, Tom the Baker's Bakery. If you'd ever gone there in the past several months, it might have been kid meat. I have not, though I do know that particularly traitorous bastard who did, which... Oh, that's good. I feel slightly smug, but conflicted about the fact that I'm smug about it. Yes, my... I, I, I could laugh about my friend Flack. My friend Flack, he's... He can be very cold and violent sometimes, but I feel, even feel a little bad that he accidentally ate what, what turned out later to be the, the meat of a child named Anna, so that's sad. I was the butcher resorting to that. It's a terrible thing. You know, that's a good question. I think it's because well, he had these mutant monstrous hogs down in beneath the butcher shop where he was keeping the kids. I think he just loved his hogs so much that he needed to stay in business, but didn't want to use the hogs for meat anymore. So, you know... Like a smart entrepreneur, he looked around and said, "What's what's available to me? That's no no one's really taking care of, and no one would really miss." Oh, children! Did you kill him? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, and then I I cut off his head with my scythe. Good. Kind of bathed in the blood a little bit. If you hadn't, I was going to. That's good. That's a good test of character. Whether or not someone would kill a, a child murderer and purveyor of meat. 
I'm wondering what I can do to make his afterlife even more of a hell. Oh, yeah. As I said, I know people. Yeah, if you can, I don't even know his name, but if you can find like a big, a big, real big guy ghost who probably looks like Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like that would be the guy if he's into hogs, but not killing them. I can think of a few, but I'll deal with that later. He's got his entire eternity to suffer for what he did. Uh, that's a little bit relieving. I, well, I always try and look out for, for kids when me and my team encountered them, but they seemed to keep dying. Like, there, there were a couple of kids over over when we took the beacon. They were just being brave and, and trying to put up a fight because they were being selfless and, and they, they died. And, oh, I just, it's, it's, it's really hard to see kid death. It is, especially when it could have been prevented by more adults standing up. Got to, might end up having some conversations with the leadership here. Yeah, I recommend it. Uh, Nils Hoskendauer, again, good friends, but I don't know. I talked with him. I said, hey, let's do something about homelessness. Let's, you know, put some of the riches that unfortunately I used to have went towards the purchase of a house. Don't have riches anymore. I'm going to get riches. I said, hey, maybe you can subsidize from the city putting up homeless shelters or, you know, job training programs with the local artisan shops to, to hire folks. And he was like, oh, let's let's create a council. Let's, you know, study the problem. Let's put a pin in this for now. So, I don't know. Local government, disappointing. I'll see if I can have a point of conversation with him and try again next week. See if he's not more cooperative. I will try. I've, I've got an idea about how to feed maybe some of the homeless. I've got this... This magical bag I just acquired of infinite macaroni and cheese. Like, you open it, it, it's cold, but it's infinite macaroni and cheese. Very useful bag indeed. May want to find other sources of food, but that definitely is a step in the right direction. Well, I mean, sure. I guess part of a balanced breakfast, but, I mean, you know, you can get all you need from cheese. You don't need vegetables, anything else, really. I'll leave that discussion for later. Yeah, I, I could sense disagreement, but, you know, for a, for a drinking companion, it's okay. Plus, I've got milk, so I, I, I don't want milk to be disparaged either. I wasn't disparaging it, though. Saying other things are useful, too. Sure, sure. Yeah. Like, oh. Honestly, I can't think of anything else that you'd need. I mean, if you can, if you can eat a, a plant now and then, that's, that's probably good for you, but probably wasn't going to be tasting as good. So tell me more about how you rescued the beacon. Oh, yes. Our heroic moment. See, we, we made friends with... Uh, his name is Koirim. Koirim Windspear. The City of Nice Pass has a relationship with the Order of Elves out in the forest, where they, you know, one's protecting the city, one's protecting the forest, and they kind of co-own the beacon. And we went with Koirim to go and, and take it back, since we had sort of... Well, I think, you know, distinguish ourselves for our deeds in nights past, but I guess maybe the city had become kind of a nuisance that they could just send away on a mission. And, well, you know, screw them. We did a great job. We went and we took out the orcs and we fought the man Brevrisk, who again turned into bats. Oh, oh, but in the meantime, we also went to another dimension. 
That was... That was different. Oh, you did? Which one? Oh, we went to the, uh... We called it Earth 2. I think it was the the Feywild. Ah, it's a tricky one to navigate. Yeah, plants over there? Plants do not look like plants here. They were, like, neon pink. It was like a Lisa Frank picture. I don't know if I've been to that particular Feywild. Wait, no. No, yes, I have. That was really weird. Although it's good to know I didn't dream that. Yeah, it, it was it was quite trippy. And they had a lot of they had a lot of security there. Like the elves were guarded constantly by these dragonborn that I, I didn't tr- trust because they were all labeled by numbers. Like I am number fifty-five, I am number twelve. I, I don't I don't like people being numbers. I think they should have individual identities. I'm always unnerved by worlds that do that. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, you know, let let people be people. Let let the milk flow off the duck's back. You know, that old expression. Yes. Anyway, when we were over there, we also met this very hot elf named Yanathan. He was insanely good looking. You know, just like tight and tall. But unfortunately, uh, hot as he is, he turned out to be very bad and tried to destroy us. He, I think he actually was the one who encased Mr. Breverisk, the Batman, in ice and then let him escape. But uh, yeah, I think I think those elves actually like kidnapped s- someone important. I'll tell you, it was Nils's son. Nils's son was kidnapped, and I think those people had a hand in it. I mean, they oh my god, there's so much mythology. They were going to, but then this kid vanished. And, okay, I've spoiled it. We're looking for the kid right now. We're looking for Nils' kid. I was wondering why he seemed more agitated than normal. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's it's between a missing kid and the two kids that he does have still with Lady Cytheria. Their twin daughters, have. they've just been basically in a coma for 15 years, I think, because, because these bad elves cursed them. I don't like these guys already. What kind of curse is it? Do, does anyone know? It's something to do with this really awful practice the elves had of demanding the firstborn, the firstborn son from the line here in Night's Pass, the, the Earthadars. You know, Nils married into it, but Lady Cytheria Earthadar, she's of that line, and apparently to keep everything copacetic here on our side with the beacons and with protection for this realm that they were supposed to send over to the the Feywild, the firstborn son, once a generation. And I guess that stopped happening. Or, or I think the people on our side found out that, hey, it might be a crock of shit that they need this. Like, they don't actually need our sons to keep them safe. They just say that and then they're doing something else with them, something magical and bad. So... Because of course they are. That's why they should have come to me when they were making that deal. It was a bad deal. It was a bad, bad deal. They should have known better because, yeah, again, kid death. Not for it. I am against it. I would be concerned (laughs) if you were for it. Well, I think I, I roll with some... I roll with... At least my friend Flack, he he would be pretty... I guess he would be against it if you asked him, but probably he'd be, like, neutral. Be like, sure, it's not me. Uh, 
there are some people that are more self-centered than others. Doesn't necessarily make them evil. Yeah, I, it's 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 been an interesting transition to join a team where my morality is is way over here, and then you've got some people who are like, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll kill an innocent man if it means we get off scot free, and I'm just like, I don't know about that. Take all kinds to save the world, or save a life, or save whatever it is you're saving. That's true. We are trying to save Nils's kid because he—he he basically he was hidden away from the elves, so they couldn't find him. But now they're threatening again to do something about it. So I think if we if we find him, then possibly we can stop them and and save this world for sure. A very tricky situation you found yourself in. Yeah, it's a real step up from a few years ago, just single-mindedly slaughtering orcs in the wilderness. It's a transition. Very big step up, and it's probably a good thing you did. There are some people who are starting to take issue with that. Oh, really? Well, that's... Oh, oh. I'm worried. As long as you don't go back to that life, you have no reason to be concerned. Yes, no, I, I would... I would... I would not. I've... I found a new family, you know, with my... with my team... I don't need to avenge my old families anymore. And also probably if I really thought about it, which I started to do recently, yeah, they, they probably wouldn't have liked that I lived and then just devoted my time to darkness and, and murder when, you know, I, I could have gone off and, and created a new life. It's just so hard when your whole family is killed by orcs. It's a, it's a tar- hard, hard time. Hard time for everyone, but you either let that destroy your life, or you go on and make a better one. That's really well said. Do you, do you have any traumatic experiences with with deep loss and, and grief or violence? I've seen destruction to a level that most have not, and I've lost quite a bit, but in what I lost, I was able to save many and since then i've spent my time wandering the world helping heroes find their way and when needed i step in to help make sure that this world does not fall that none of the world fall oh isra that's really nice oh it's really nice it's a positive i'm just i'm just emotional uh that i'm not gonna have any more milk it's it's not about you but no, that's really nice that you you had this dark these dark things happen and now you're off going to save people. No point in as you would say, crying over spilled milk. Dieters, things happen the way they did for a reason. So I choose to move forward to prove that there is hope for this world and all the other worlds, so that none ever fall again. That's 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 just utter. Utterly beautiful. Thank you. It is also a very stressful job, which is why I drink. Because the world is trying to end itself very often. Oh yeah, that's a good point, too. We all need a way to relax. Sometimes I'll take a good milk bath if if I can find enough of it, but it's also hard to find. But hey, bars. Bars are around more frequently than that. That is true. It's one thing I'm thankful for. Even in the really militaristic places, there's still places to find alcohol. Oh, yeah, yeah. If they're smart, they're not going to make their soldiers go straight edge. You know, I used to be in the army myself, and yeah, I mean, we uh, we got up to some shenanigans, too. You know, there might have been some, some light drinking, some light smoking uh, of the, the, the Shire Leaf, if you know what I mean. 
that is one thing I'm familiar with, mostly by proximity. Was this back in your home or after you left? Oh yeah, back in my home, back in old Brixton, right next to the Milk Bucket Mountains, yeah. I was a, a soldier in our guard for about five years, and then after that, that's when I met my my wife and had a kid, and oh boy, oh, yeah, talking about them makes me really miss them. I've been there, it's hard losing family. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a mood. Do you ever think you will have another family like that? No, is Israel? That's a very interesting question. I I thought kind of recently that you know it's been a period where I've been in mourning and then just wrapped up in violence, kind of dissociating with bloodlust for ten years. So I was like, hey, now that I've met this team, where I'm I'm kind of opening up again to new experiences and new people. I was like, maybe I can get my flirt on. Maybe I can, you know, mac on somebody here in the bar. But uh, so far, the people I've been into have been hotties that are really bad dudes like Yanathan or uh, my team member, Marjorie, a little bit. I, 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 I had a crush on her. We made out, but turns out she was not in a place for a relationship. So I don't know. I'm, I'm open to the world. Perhaps in time you'll find someone. Yeah, that'd be nice. What about you? Any, uh, any, any, any dating? What's the sitch? I'm... Too busy keeping an eye on things, though I do have some friends I'm close to, but nothing of that nature. Yeah, I think when your priorities are more purposeful and self-sacrificing, it's hard to make time for it. Listen, the life I live is dangerous enough for me. There's not many who could survive that kind of association. Though most people that would try and do something know I would wipe them off the face of the planet if they tried. Oh boy. Oh Oh, yeah. I was going to say, if you ever met someone, you know, who is as into the life of, of danger as you, or, you know, constantly also risking themselves to save others, you know, maybe maybe that could be something. Are, are sparks flying right now? They're very sweet, but no. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, damn. Got shut down. I mean, no, I appreciate your honesty. Ooh. But like I said, I have no doubt that you will find someone in the future. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be, I'll be good. Yeah, I could. Juno Greenpoint could, could get, could get any, anybody. Not about finding just anyone. It's yo finding someone that is someone you want to stay with. Oh yeah, of, of course you're right. No, I, I was just talking out of defensiveness and insecurity about being rejected. But yeah, understandable. Yeah, no hard feelings. Yeah, I'm in this phase where like make just making out with people would be fun. But yeah, maybe eventually I'll be in a place where like. I'm ready to settle down. I'm, I'm, I've become a full-fledged cow boss. I don't know. There's this uh, lady who makes mayonnaise over at the farmer's market here in Knights Pass. Her name is Melanie. She makes some cool mayonnaise. I don't know. She was kind of pretty. Maybe I'll flirt with her sometime when I'm in a more relationship place. Sounds like a very good plan. And I believe I've met her. She is a very charming young lady. Yeah, and good mayo, too. So, how do you plan, like, what, what is your plan for finding the missing child? Well, it's, it's tough. They haven't made it easy. It's like there's this whole puzzle. Like, someone is handing us papers with poems and puzzles that we have to decipher, like some sort of mystery. It, it's, it's rather Byzantine, but basically, there's a poem written by the famous 
a mu musician or, or choreographer. He was involved in the arts, who's from the land of place names are hard. And he wrote this poem, but there's like, he laid out clues in it as to where Hank might be. And if you find these journals that we recently found from this other guy, his name is Plintherin Belamore. So much lore, so much lore, and so much kid death. Basically, if you put this poem together with these journals, it's a lot to decipher. And honestly, I've not read this much in years, but if you put them together, we can trace a route basically through different locations. And I think, I think we have to gather items that might help us decipher where Hank's been. So when we go over to Oyakoto, we might find an artifact there that we can put together with this sword that we got in our last location over in Talon. You know, there was a coup that was happening there. We stopped it. And then we got a sword. A just reward for the very noble act. Yeah, it's it's a good sword, too. It makes like an eagle's cry whenever you swing it. Not the best sword if you're looking to be stealthy, but it's a very good sword if you're looking to scare the daylights out of your opponent. Oh, yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, we are not... We're not always so good at stealth, me and my, my team. Our, our go-to seems to be lately just charge in and, and make chaos of everything. It's another way to throw your opponents off guard. Also, the puzzle you're looking to solve sounds like a, not the most effective way to hide someone. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely like, it's not sort of X marks the spot. It's like, well, you can get to X if you follow this pathway. And I mean, I guess it's good in the sense that it's going to be hard to find him. But I guess if that was the point to to hide him from the bad elves, then, you know, I can't imagine Yanathan with his condescending attitude, having much patience for sitting down and, and figuring out a puzzle. That, that is a fair point. Plus, they probably have people watching the certain points so they can keep an eye on if someone seems particularly aggressive or like they might cause harm to the child they can move him somewhere else that's a very good point i do hope though it's it's not clear to me i hope he's got allies with him. he is yeah i would hope so too it's not a fun world to be left alone in especially with all the people trying to find you and kill you yeah and there might be lately it seemed like there might be multiple parties like the elves might be doing it those those Shadowfell dudes from the Ombra Coast Trading Company. I think they're maybe like working, either they're working together or they're working separately, but they all want to do bad things. And I think this poor kid might be involved. I think my overall goal is just to not have boys and girls die. That's all I ask. Is that so much? A very noble goal indeed. I believe it's a goal many of us shared. Yeah, yeah, that's a real, that's a real Dairy Queen thing to say. Hopefully the others will not pose too much of a problem. Oh man, I hope so. I don't know, we just met these new, these new friends of ours, uh, they're tabaxi cat people. So when we go to Oyakodo, hopefully, hopefully cats are good against ghosts. Depends on who you ask, they can be good for distractions, good to scare people away, and I personally enjoy working with them. Yeah, I mean, as long as they're not too too hissy and like like pets now and then. Or wait, no, is that is that? Do we not say that? Are we not allowed to say that? It's frowned upon to refer to a species as pets. Oh yeah 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 oh yeah no, yeah, no they're they're full they're full humanoid creatures. That's right. 
Uh, sometimes they can be forgiving if it's meant with no harm. Yeah, no, I, I would, I would just be, you know, trying to. It's like petting a cow. Like I would love to pet a cow, but if the cow was like a humanoid cow, I would probably ask their permission. Yes, I've, I've met some tabaxi who enjoy having their ears scratched, but they will try and bite your hand off if you don't ask first. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No consent is good. Hey, have you ever pet a cow, like a regular cow? Yes, I have. I was hiding in a pasture and trying to keep them calm. There's some weird creatures we were hunting, and I was making them nervous. Oh no, they didn't They didn't get any of the cows, did they? No, it didn't. Thankfully, it fell for the what looked like a cow, but wasn't a cow. It was a distraction a friend, of, a friend set up, and it was surprisingly very effective. Oh, good, yeah. I'm just happy that, that it wasn't a real cow. Yeah, I don't know. To me, nuzzling a cow, petting a cow, is, is one of the, the most joyful experiences one can have in life. You could say, actually, that I'd, I'd do it till the cows come home. Well, I wish you luck in your endeavor. I, if I can find some ways to have my friends throw your opponents off the trail, I will see what I can do, and... If you ever need my assistance with anything, just let me know. Well, th- thank you so much, Israel. You know what they say: cream rises to the top, and and you're you're the tip top of the cream. And yeah, as I suppose it's getting a, a pasture bedtime, or I mean, past my bedtime. I don't know what your bedtime is, but uh, it- probably I should get some shut eye of the cow jump over the moon, all that stuff. Sounds like a good plan, because it also sounds like you have very much that you need to get done in the next in the coming weeks yeah gotta go on a ship find some ghosts steal artifacts find a kid yeah it's gonna be a busy to-do list hopefully i can do it without my sweet sweet milk just think it will be here for you when you return that's true that's right
Tales of Adventure is directed and produced by me, Brianna Toiber, as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. The music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what I'm doing and would like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial and choose one of the tiers connected to Tales of Adventure. You can also leave a review on iTunes to make our show easier to find for those who need it.